Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Currently in the midst of a blizzard here in uh, Massachusetts and looking at about a foot to a foot and a half of snow. Hopefully, wherever you're listening to this, the weather's a little nicer where you are. But, you know, I bet a lot of you guys are still in the same weather that I am. This is the day after National Signing Day. And so we're going to give you full recaps today of everything that happened yesterday, along with some news, some more information. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that Jeff Halfley brought up that I thought were really interesting. So let's get started. Before we get into the National Signing Day stuff, there was some news for Boston College that came out yesterday. First of all, basketball news. Our next game, Boston College was supposed to play Cal in a game uh, in their home-and-home series, but that game has been canceled as Boston College will now play Maine in a game. So there's a win for you, hopefully. I know BC uh, has in the past played pretty poorly um, against some other lesser opponents. But Maine should be a team Boston College could handle. This hopefully will be a game that Boston College can get their second win of the season and and get some things going right. Because as we've seen in the last few weeks, everything is going wrong for Boston College basketball. It's not going well on defense, and the offense has been stagnant. They need to figure some stuff out. And a game against a team like Maine, I've been saying this for weeks now, they needed games like this, should be a good chance for them. Now, if, God forbid, if they, they lose this game, then the wheels are going to completely come out come out from underneath them, and it's going to be a long, long uh, road to the end of the year. But I think Boston College can beat them. Now, they're going to play Maine on next Tuesday, and that game is going to be at um, noon, so that's lovely. Uh, I don't know how we're going to cover that, but we'll figure it out. Uh, Boston College, it's going to be at Conti Forum, and... Um, that is going to be on the ACC network. Now, just one last note about the cancellation of the Cal game. It was not due to either team having COVID issues. It was just out of an abundance of precaution, probably due to the fact that uh, rates are so high in both states right now. Now let's look at football and their news. There was a report out yesterday that Aiden Livingston, the long snapper, has entered the transfer portal. Now, why is that a big deal? It's not really technically. But Livingston has been the long snapper for the last two years, which is kind of odd. A lot of times you see kids entering the the transfer portal because, you know, of a new coach or they're not getting the playing time that they want. Livingston's been the starting snapper for two years, so I don't know what's going on with that. Obviously, if he leaves, it's not the biggest deal in the world. But, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. That's the third player... um, since the middle of the year to enter the transfer portal. he He's going to be there with Justin Bolito and uh, Kiev Bennerman. Uh, neither of those two have found schools as far as I've been able to tell. Bannerman, it sounds like, is going to end up in an FCS school, uh, though he has some Power 5 schools that he's been looking at as well. So we'll keep, you know, I like to keep an eye on ex-players and see where they end up. So those were two big ones that we um, will be following. Now, if you haven't already, yesterday on BC Bulletin, I did like 30 posts on National Signing Day. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. The night before, I was up until, you know, three in the morning, not three in the morning, like one in the morning, writing over and over and over again, all these different player profiles. So if you have not checked them out, please go over to BC Bulletin and read them. Uh, there's uh, one post, it's the live blog that has them all linked in there. 
So if there's a player you want to learn more about, that's the place to go. Um, I have them all in there, and uh, you can find that. So check it out. There's uh, We've got a lot of good reactions from people. We do evaluations on a lot of the players, give you analysis about each signing. Um, and you know there's a lot of scouting reports by the people at Sports Illustrated for many of these kids. So those are something some things that you're going to want to check out. Now, I want to preview tomorrow's episode because I'm really excited about it. I've mentioned before, we're doing a Christmas celebration tomorrow. It's our Christmas episode of Locked On Boston College. And we're going to have Christmas theme throughout the episode. Uh, so you're going to want to make sure that you're around and you check that out. Make sure you're lock- you're subscribed to Locked On Boston College wherever you get your podcasts. So let's jump in. We're going to do a little bit of talk about um, just the news of recruiting uh, in National Signing Days. And we'll get into more about the nitty-gritty in, in our second and third segment. You know, clearly going into this today, most of the, the as I have said, most of the recruits were pretty much locked in. You knew they were going to sign. And all of them did. 25 recruits in all signed with Boston College. And there were no flips, uh, no sudden changes of heart from any of the players. They all ended up at BC, which is good for BC. Now, the second piece that people wanted to know about, and it's been the question for about seemingly three months now, was it, it had to do with Drew Kendall, the offensive lineman from Noble and Greenow. He's uh, the son of Pete Kendall, uh, you know, off legendary Boston College offensive lineman. Would he end up at Boston College? Uh, the news this week was that he was going to commit this week. So I thought, you know, it would make sense that he announced just like a lot of kids do on National Signing Day. He did not. We did not get any answer about peak, uh, Drew Kendall. We don't know where he's going to end up yet. Now, here's how it works from here on out because people are asking. Kendall has, I think, three more days to make a decision. He, and then it's like a dead period again where he can't make a decision until the next signing period, which starts in early February. So he's going to have to make a decision. If he's truly thinking that he's going to sign this week, he's going to have to make a choice in the next couple of days. So keep your eyes on BC Bulletin. Check out my Twitter feed. I will make sure that as soon as it comes out, it's all over the site um, and that you can read up on it. But um, that was disappointing. I figured we'd find out we didn't. So that was one. And then George Rooks. Now, George Rooks is that defensive tackle from St. Peter's in New Jersey. He's a four-star recruit. And I know a lot of people have been looking into, like, you know, is he going to pick B? He's down to BC, Penn State, and Michigan. It sounds like it's now Penn State and BC. But uh, the big news was Brian Doner, 247 Sports last night, switched his crystal ball from Boston College to Penn State. Now, Penn State was the school that he originally was really high on, so maybe something happened in terms of what he's seen that's had him uh, really enjoy uh, or lean more towards going back to Penn State. But no, So we'll have to keep an eye on that. We'll have to see what happens. Now, in terms of other recruits that could end up at BC, of course there's going to be some under-the-radar kids that could still be on their radar but a couple names to watch for first off avante dickerson is four-star defensive um defensive back that is currently committed to minnesota but he did not sign today um i've heard he's high on nebraska but i've also heard that he was really high on boston college at one point now boston college has a pretty stacked defensive back crew i don't know if they have room for more but obviously if you have the talent of a dickerson you bring him in um, but, you know, I, I don't know how big the odds are. The other one that I've heard, and I didn't know about this guy until I had, had read more about it, was Gino uh, Vandemark from um, St. Joseph's at Montvale, New Jersey. 
he is currently hard committed to uh, Michigan State, but he didn't sign either, and it sounds like he could start looking elsewhere. And he's someone that I've heard Boston College might want to look at. Obviously, as a New Jersey guy, it makes a lot of sense. He's a four-star. I think he's a four-star. Uh, no, high three-star uh, recruit, someone to keep an eye on. So those are two names you're going to want to watch for. Next, we're going to talk about what Jeff Halfley said at his press conference and some of the lessons that we took away from how he had addresses recruiting and what he what he did. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Coors Light. Now, everything in life right now seems like it's going a million miles an hour. It's always go, go, go. And when we're like that, we need to find those moments where we can sit and chill. And that's when we reach for a nice cold Coors Light. Now, it's Thursday night. There's football. There's always football. It seems like, you know, we're, we're winding down on that, but right now, enjoy it. The NBA is coming back too, so that's good. Um, and now you might be watching those games and you just need something to help you relax. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at Get. CoorsLight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. If you've not done so already, make sure you check us out on Facebook. All you need to look up is Boston College SI, as in Sports Illustrated, and you'll find our Facebook page. We do live feeds and do live streams just kind of like Locked On Boston College, but it's after games, and I did one yesterday for um, National Signing Day, where I get to interact with you, the fans. I don't get to do that on a podcast, but it's something you might want to check out. So go to facebook.com backslash Boston College SI and hit that follow and like button to make sure that you get all the notifications about our streams that you might want to check out. On Wednesday, Jeff Halfley met with the media to talk about the upcoming recruiting class, the class of 2021. And he had some interesting things to say. He talked a lot about um, how he connected with the kids because Jeff Halfley, this class, he said he hasn't met most of these kids. Almost all of them have not been on campus to meet with Jeff Halfley because of NCAA regulations due to COVID-19. And yet he brought in, according to ESPN, the highest rated uh, ranked recruiting class of all time. They were in the 30s. And um, on 247 and Rivals, the best recruiting class in probably the last 10 to 12 years, if I remember correctly, the, the uh, statistics. He talked about that. Now, he talked about the recruiting footprint and how it's changed and evolved. Now, he has guys from all over the country. You know, you have players like Cole Batson, the safety from California, to um, Nico... Akpala from Georgia to Jalen Williams from Texas and even Elijah Krasnovic from Serbia. So there's guys from all over the country. Uh, not Dazio. Halfley set a wider net than any coach I can remember at Boston College. And he's been able to get recruits that not only fit the system that he needs and are the character players that he needs, but also guys that are highly recruited. And he mentioned that. Halfley said, and you can take it for a grain of salt, that he doesn't pay attention to recruiting rankings. That's not something he pays attention to because it would drive him crazy. He looks for certain things. And in this class, he said the team needs speed. And I think all of us who've watched that defense especially could say, 
yes, Boston College needs speed. <laughs> and that's why you look at the positions and you see a lot of athlete, li- um, safety, defensive back, wide receiver. Those are the speed positions. And I think Halfley said that those are the guys that he needed to add. You know, he can figure out where they're going to play in his system, but he needed faster guys out there. And that's how he addressed it. One guy that he particularly pointed out was Bryce Steele, the linebacker safety that was a flip from South Carolina and ended up with Boston College. He's going to be a linebacker safety rover type of guy that can spy faster quarterbacks, as we talked about this before. Halfley mentioned that he knew Steele when he was coaching at Ohio State and saw him at a camp, and that when he saw what he was able to do, that now now Steele's a big kid. He's 6'2", he's got some meat on him because he obviously can play linebacker. What he did that really caught Halfley's eye is this is a guy, a big guy that can move. You know, Halfley said he hand-clocked him and was like, oh my gosh, and at Ohio State immediately offered the kid. So that tells you what kind of speed he has. And, you know, he kind of said, you know, Sean Duggan, the linebacker coach, hovered around with Bryce Steele and tried to just continue to build that relationship that so that when South Carolina eventually moved on from their coach and Steele moved on, it was a slam dunk to get him here. So it was an interesting thing to hear about. Another thing Halfley talked about was because he couldn't see them, someone asked, one of the reporters asked him, how did he evaluate those players? Because some of these kids, like Elijah Krasnovic, I asked him about him. This kid has never played football before, he has, or he's played very little football. How how does Halfley know that he's going to be the type of guy that he wants on the team? Now, Halfley mentioned something I hadn't heard about before, which is really kind of cool, is that when they were on Zoom, they were able to have kids do specific drills so that Halfley and his coaching staff could watch and get a better idea if um, that you know skill set is there or is at the level that they wanted at Boston College. So say he was talking a defensive back and there's you know certain foot drills that they want him to work on. He could have them on Zoom and show they could have he could have those kids show the coaching staff what it looks like. So that was interesting. I thought that was a really cool way of kind of circumventing some of the difficulty that that existed in terms of recruiting. Now, looking forward with what this coaching staff was able to do, you know, this is a top 35 class. And I think, as we've seen, Halfley's personality and a coaching staff's personality is what defines and what makes them successful, right? Now, when these kids are going to be able to come back on campus and see the beautiful Boston College campus and, you know, the facilities and everything that's going on there, I think that's going to be the game changer for them. I think they're going to get even more high recruits in and get their the cream of the crop of what they want moving forward. You know, Halfley did an amazing job with what he had, but he was dealt a really t- difficult hand, and he you know he and he managed it. But it, it's something that hopefully he will never have to do again. And as Halfley said, you know, he got these kids in. You know, you can give grades now, but every coach right now thinks that their class is an A. You'd be nuts to think a coach is going to go in and you go, yeah, my co- my class is an F. Um, they all think their class is an A. It's where they are in three years. How these p- coaches develop these kids that really help define um, how the class is really going to be. I mean, watching what they have, I, I have to say they, they have a group that I think is going to be a pretty impressive 
Um, you know, you want to see kids with speed. Uh, that's exciting. You know, Boston College, we've had more speed than we've ever had. You know, with guys like Zay Flowers and um, uh, Jalen Gill coming in. But to, to surround them with even more, especially on the defensive side, um, that's going to be big. And, oh, sorry, the other piece that I, I was trying to think, I, I was like, oh, man, Halfley mentioned two different things. The other thing that he looked for that he really wanted, and I know a lot of you guys listening are going to be excited about this, is he wanted defenders that could get after the quarterback. He was looking for specific types of defenders that are good at rushing the quarterback or keeping quarterbacks from scrambling and running. You know, how many times have we talked about that so far on this podcast that that was a big issue? Clearly, Halfley understands that that's a problem, and he went out there and addressed it. Now, there were two interesting things that came up, and I want to talk about it before we move on to our third topic today, that came up and were kind of funny and you make you think. The first thing Halfley brought up was that he said, you know, there's a there's a balance between getting you know the top level recruits and getting guys that you want to develop to just make sure you want to fit in your system. And he got, and he said last week we could have had a four star recruit, but we didn't think he would be a good fit for our system, or they just weren't going to work, and we just wouldn't work in our, our at our school. And I was like, who is this a metaphoric thing? Is this like you know hyperbole, or did he really have a four star? Hmm, who's he talking about? So a couple of names that I thought in my brain was like, oh, maybe it's George Rooks, because George Rooks was you know, pointing towards BC last week. Maybe he's just not what they're looking for. The other name I thought of was Josh Moore, who was a safety that was committed to Stanford and ended up, I think he signed at UCLA today. Um, so those were two names I was like, hmm, and maybe there's someone else I'm just not thinking of. And the uh, the other thing uh, that I, was, I had to laugh, because I, I was wondering, is he talking about who I think he is? Was he, t- you know, he's going on about how the challenges of recruiting, but he said, you know what, it's a challenge and I'm going to have to deal with it and I can, I'll make it work. And I'm not going to be like some other coaches who are complaining about this kind of stuff and, you know, you know, make, you know, complaining and whatnot. And I had to think back to what Steve Adazio has. If you follow me on Twitter, you can see what I'm talking about. Someone made a uh, clip of him just saying the word frustrated. It must have been 20 times in one press conference. And how frustrated he is, and how frustrated this, and how frustrated that. And so you, you get a contrast of what the current coach is like versus the other coach that we once had. You know, Adazio's there just, you know, with the excuses and the same old crap that we dealt with for seven years, while Jeff Halfley is just taking these challenges head on, dealing with it, and he's being successful. And I think that's exciting because, you know, COVID 19 and what happened in the school year on the field and on the recruiting trail is something coaches have never seen and happily met those challenges head on and he was successful. And I think this recruiting class will be one we won't forget because it's something that they did things and had to do things a different way. So in a moment, we're going to break down. I'm going to go over who some of the uh, first-year players are that could play in 2021. So you're going to want to hear that. Locked On Boston College, this is AJ Black. I want to talk to you about Locked On Bets. It's the new show on the Locked On Network. Now, betting on college football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag 
wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I, I think this is great. Uh, one of the things about Bet Online AG is that they're going to be talking. We're going to be doing more bet betting talking on our on our podcast. You'll hear me talking about wagers and things like that. Now, I get a little funny money to play with here, and I'm telling you right now, I'm thinking. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Just fading on Boston College through the whole season. And that means basically betting against Boston College for the year on in basketball, mm-hmm. and see what happens. So, I'm thinking about that. I might think of something more positive at some point, but we'll see how that goes and see how what happens. But we'll we'll be talking more. And I know I'm going to be checking out Locked On Bets because I need help when I do my gambling here and there um, to get my wagers and and. and get some better advice than the stuff I read online. I think they do a really nice job over there. So check that out. So one of the big questions on National Signing Day has to do with, you know, these players, that's great. Who are some of the guys that are going to come in and play right away? And that's it's a guessing game because you never know who, you know, could come into camp and blow them away, who picks up playbooks, who, who adjusts to college speed. But I think I have a pretty good idea of some names to watch for. Um, here are some names I think from this class that could immediately become starter, not starters, but on the two deep for Boston College. Now, when I look at that roster, the first couple names that pop up is uh, Connor Lighton, the kicker. Uh, we don't know what's happening with Aaron Bumeri. As as we've talked about before, with this year being a freebie, he could come back. He could easily come back and, and be the kicker. But if he doesn't, that kicker position is wide open. Now you have Steven Ruiz that transferred from New Mexico. You have John Tassator and you have Danny Longman. Based off the film I've seen on Lighton, he's got the bigger leg of any of those guys there. Now the bigger question is, can he do it in the game? Uh, how is he in terms of accuracy? We'll have to wait and see that. But I think Connor Lighton could be a guy that if Bumeri doesn't come back, he could come in, step in, and be the place kicker right off the bat for Boston College. So he'd be one I'd watch. Now, the other p- position I think of is the running back position. Now, Frank Signetti Jr., he likes his running backs uh, versatile. Guys that can play in the passing field, that can, that can you know, guys like Deion Lewis. He was his running back at uh, Pitt. And he's the guy I think of when I think of what kind of running back he wants to look for. Now, Deion Lewis is not like the typical Boston College running back. He's not a Patrick Garwo. He's not a David Bailey, the more bruising, you know, A.J. Dillon-esque type running backs. He wants the quicker ones. And that's why he got Xavier Coleman and Lewis Bond. Both of them are quick um, running backs who can catch the ball. Bond can play both wide receiver and running back. So he, these guys can play the position that Boston College really didn't have a lot of this year. Now, Travis Levy did a little bit of that, but you know it was here and there, and he wasn't the most consistent with it. So these two guys, with Levy most likely leaving, Levy tweeted that it sounded like it was his last game against UVA. Now, these guys could come in and take that role. Now, even if they start Patrick Garwo or David Bailey next year, they're going to need more depth, and those two guys could be players to watch for two other names i look for are on the defensive side and those are defensive ends and that would be donovan azaraku out of new jersey and neto akpala out of georgia both of these are dynamic quick uh, pass rushers that if bc is really serious about increasing their pressure that they can get on will probably get on the field marcus valdez and shedda salah are both coming back brandon barlow most likely will be gone 
And if that's the case, there's going to be some space for some new guys to jump in. Now, these are the kind of guys that Jeff Halfley likes. They're good pass rushers. They get good speed. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get on the field quick uh, sooner rather than later. You want to get some of your uh, young guys some game experience. So we could see some of them. Those were two guys. And then if you look at the secondary, I also look at Clinton Burton Jr. and Jalen Cheek. These are two guys that I think are tailor-made to jump into the um, the defense right away. Clinton Burton Jr., pro- I mean, with a recruit that is that strong, he probably is going to be a guy that plays day one. And and that all depends on how the depth looks on the, on the, in the secondary. I mean, the depth chart is pretty packed right now, but you never know. Maybe one of the players ends up in the portal or they end up in the NFL draft. Burton Jr. will definitely probably be out there. And then Jalen Sheik, same thing. You know, if they're going to look for depth, that's another one that they could play. And my final guy to watch for is Bryce Steele. Now, with Boston College getting Jaden Lars Woodby, the safety linebacker hybrid from Florida State, they have a guy to play that role. But you need more speed, and especially at that linebacker position. I think Bryce Steele is the the uh, the quintessential player that they're looking for. Now, Halfley's talked praised about his speed, as we said earlier. They need that. So he could be a guy that just jumps in. So those are some of the guys I think of. Positions I don't think would jump up would be like a wide receiver. You know, Boston College is pretty stacked at wide receiver right now. I don't think they're going to put guys there at this time. And offensive line, you know, that's just the way it works in college. They need to, to get them into the right shape and learn all the schemes and things like that. So I, I would doubt, unless this is one of the guys really jumps out, that they're going to have an offensive lineman out of the freshman class. So that was just a little talk. We'll be back tomorrow to talk uh, more BC sports in our Christmas episode. It's our Locked On Boston College Christmas episode. But before we go, go, make sure to follow us on social media. You can find the site Twitter, I mean, our podcast Twitter at Locked On BC. My website is BC Bulletin. You can find that on Twitter at Boston College SI. And this is AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher and host of the show. You can find me at AJ Black underscore BC. Have a great Thursday, everyone, and I'll see you again on Friday for our weekly finale. Take care, everyone.